Welcome to Essence House After Show. This is chapter eight. We only have two episodes left. Wow. So this episode is titled Le Musée de la Science. I'm your host, Jess, and joining me as always are the creators of the Essence House. Wait, Eric. Hey. And Chuck. Oh, you can't even see What's up? Chapter eight. So, yeah, you have. I guess we'll just hop right in because at this point, people know what this is. So, in the beginning of the episode, we're basically dropped in with Tristan right by the World Trade Centers. Yeah, that's so. I'm gonna I'm gonna call out, call myself out on that one, and say that was my bad. The thing was, was that when we were in, I think it was episode five, I was really meaning, and we had talked about it, and that was something we really wanted to do, was have Tristan have a moment with the um, with the Twin Towers. And I just got into such of a such a, a run that it didn't it didn't come up and I didn't realize until afterwards. And so I was like, how am I gonna get it in there without making it feel too wedged. And so it, it came into this episode and, and it felt like um, it really kind of kicked things off and also uh, gave it some depth right away. Yeah. I really liked that. It was cool. Cause I, I mean, I never thought too much about it again after that episode where you didn't use it. And um, <laughs> it was, it was fun that I got worked with. Well, I mean, fun isn't really even the right word, but <laughs> <laughs> and so an interesting thing happens to Tristan. A man comes up to him, and then so like the man comes up to him and says, Oh, you see it too. So which leads us to believe is this a, just a regular street crazy guy, or is this guy a time traveler too? You know, we play a lot on the show, but we don't do a lot of fake outs. That was like a big awesome fake out. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that, yeah, that, I mean, that was a fake out. Um, you know what? It came from, there's a song by Slipknot that I love, and it's called I, um, Eyeless. And there's this really, really weird quotation in there that says, um, uh, you, you can't see how, you can't see California without Marlon Brando's eyes. And Someone asked them, like, where the hell did that come from? And they were like, we were walking down through L.A. And this crazy dude was yelling that. And oh. we just thought it was such a really cool quotation that we wanted to use it. But so he did save it for a song and he used it. But, yeah, so I love that that quote and the, the story behind it. And so I've been listening to that song and it really got me excited. And so I kind of got into that rhythm and I went, Oh, cool. You know what? I could do this little fun fake out. Um, Cause again, like he said, we hadn't, we hadn't done any kind of fake outs, everything that mattered mattered. And I thought, why don't, why can't something not matter? You yeah. know, like. Until season two, when we find out that he really was a time traveler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That it really all mattered. He was part of the essence house and uh, he's actually like a, a cousin. 
He's an old school guard. <laughs> he had the job before Barnabas. <laughs> He's actually, Barnabas later on. Actually, pretty soon we find out who had the job before Barnabas. How's that for a tease? Is that That's a episode, really good tease. Is that in episode nine? That is episode nine. Good. <laughs> So should we go into? Do you want me to keep uh, recapping? Yeah, do recap. So, oh wow, I'm I'm trying to remember the whole episode. So we had that. He was in the car. Oh yeah, and of, of course, then we got to uh, to uh, meet that strange, ghostly creature, um, that ended up scaring the crap out of him. Where did I? I feel like I I wrote a shit ton of notes. The sound effects for that part scared the crap out of me. The sound, I honestly, when I wrote that, I was so jazzed for the sound effects. And then when it came through, I was like, "Yes, he killed it! He killed it!" Like, I'm, I'm being such a jerk when I write. I, I aim to have moments where he, he has to do something, and and he always makes it way better than I heard it in my head. Um, <laughs> I basically treat, I treat Eric's sound effects now like I would an artist for one of my comics. Nice. Where I'm just like, I don't even know how you're going to draw this, dude. Go to town. And then suddenly they do something and you're like, that's ridiculous. I love that. So that's how I've started treating that. So, yeah, the sound effects were killer for that. Um, then um, we have a little fender bender that Tristan gets into. Um, he ends up driving over to Barnabas's. Uh, he and Tim kind of get into a little bit, but they deal, they figure it out. Um, and then, of course, he speaks with Barnabas. Um, we learn about the wastes and what that is. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that we've been holding on since day one. So that was a really cool thing to be able to drop. And then we had the um, uh, Tristan got his envelope. Um, and then they realized they had they, they we got in touch with the museum. We heard about them and how they have some really interesting information. And so they wanted to come and check things out. So the boys leave to go get a drink. And then a couple days later, they meet with the people, with the museum people at the um, Essence Corners. And that's where everything goes really crazy. And we end up in a, a very tense standoff at the end of the episode. I think in this episode again, so it starts to like kind of open the world up a little bit more. We're learning about the Musée d'Ansons. We have the Russians. Um, you know, like there's the Swiss. The Swiss. I'm sorry. <gasps> I'm sorry. To, oh, wow. Maybe you should edit that just in case we offend any Russian people. <laughs> I think we're good. You're good. Russians are tough. Okay, that's fine. So like eight people watch this and none of them are Russian. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> well, the one Russian guy is like, we're not always there. <laughs> you, know, like... you guys killed Apollo Creed. We got <laughs> Thanks for bringing up a sad movie. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Old Yeller. All right, let's go. <laughs> I feel like I should, now. I feel like I'm going to watch uh, Rocky this weekend, though. There you go. So, yeah. So it's great because, like, it's like all of a sudden we're we just learned about the Essence Guard in the last episode. Now we're in the Essence. Music. Like, what the heck? Wow, the Essence is getting bigger, or are mm -hmm. all 
world. It went international. It went international. It's really exciting. Yeah. There were some really good questions yeah. this week, actually. Yeah, I we think got some really good stuff. It's really this got them going this week. It's from Kyron. Yeah. Said it right. You did good. Is Le Musée de Assance based on a real museum? No. You know what? In preparation for this question, I went online to look up if there was any kind of like time travel related museum out there, and there really isn't. I feel that like there's a market to be tapped. That's your, that's your calling, Eric. Finally, you found it. <laughs> Wait, you were wrong. This is your life path. Time travel. That'd be cool. <laughs> I'll help you. I'll, I'll take the tickets. There you go. <laughs> no, that's interesting that there's not, though. I think well, because maybe there's no time travel, or is there? No, they just don't want you to know about it. If you made a museum, they would tear it down. That's true. No. Back in time. <laughs> go, when he said they'd go back in time, and they'd, they'd, they'd keep you from ever doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, John Connor, your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see Su Suzanne says I appreciate the Planet of the Apes reference and wonder if it's somehow a subtle hint at some of the larger mysteries throughout the story they actually are all apes yes. I also love Planet of the Apes so like yeah I'm, I'm a huge Planet of the Apes fan oh, too. I love it so much. Like I'm so nerdy for it. I have all of the movies, all the new movies, the old movies. I have the cartoon series. Oh, you uh, the television series, the book. I'm a big fan. Actually, the video game on the PlayStation that most people don't even know exists. No, oh yeah. I'm gonna get my box set after we're done talking and bring it in here and just show it and be like, <laughs> I am a nerd too, Eric. I have the box set. So you know what's terrible? <laughs> Haven't seen any of the originals. Oh. I've, I've We're having a watch party, right? And I'd be down for that. I only saw the um, the two recent ones. Oh. Uh, I didn't see the the third one. I think it was a War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, dude. I so I loved that first one. I loved the second one. Um, I I was excited because I'm not, I don't love campy stuff, so I was never excited to go back and watch the original ones. Um, it's a lot surling there, though, son. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, and and I probably I'm gonna have to go do it anyways because I remember when the Tim Burton one came out. I'm like, ooh, maybe I'll check that one out. And everyone's like, it's terrible. It's it's, just, it's an abomination. And I'm like, oh, fun. <laughs> okay, then I guess maybe I'm not supposed to get into it, but. <laughs> The makeup is amazing in Tim Burton's. If you mm. like, you know, it's just amazing. Because after that, we go into CG apes in the next incarnation. It's just the makeup is great in that one. But yeah, so no, that wasn't. That was me just having a laugh, honestly. So far. Yes. <laughs> we don't rule anything out. <laughs> no, and that's the fun thing about when we write. Sometimes one of us just does something for fun, and the other one decides, I'm going to play with that. And you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so going back to wastes. 
Yeah. Suzanne is also intrigued by the idea of waste. Why didn't the waste in the car hurt Tristan? Are they able to? Do they have tangible powers? They seem to be able to move matter or affect matter, solid objects. At, At this moment, I would say from what we've shown you, their closest counterpart would be like a um a poltergeist yeah that's what i was gonna say um and now whether that's the reality or whether there's more to it we haven't gone into yet and you'll find out when you do (laughs) but um yeah at this point i would say that's kind of the big thing um somebody else had asked why um why this one's so strong and of course it's because of that connection he had a lot to do with kind of making that one so to speak yeah uh whereas like say the ones that that tim saw early on tim hadn't really played much with time um not not purposefully and and there hadn't been a lot that he'd done so he more saw them because he was connected to the essence but he he they he hadn't done anything yet to really create one so to speak I love the waste because it's just a, it's just kind of messed up. Like, I mean, like when you look at a lot of like some ghost theories and stuff, you know, there's the residual hauntings and stuff where this this moment in time being replayed. But like, this is like a moment of time that didn't get to happen. That's happening, kind of. Yeah, like the energy is still kind of there. It's kind of how I I I interpreted it from a paranormal point of view. Yeah. Well, yeah. and. The the wastes, they were there as far as I know from the very like that was always a part of the pitch. Yeah. When we like originally a um year and a half ago or two years ago, however long we we uh were working on this, it was always a part of the pitch. But yeah. the wastes were always there, and so that was always gonna be a, a part of the story. I like it. It adds to the mythology of the world. And it's like really in these last few episodes too, we're really seeing the world build out. Also, I think um, this episode and the next episode, definitely there's um, like stronger horror elements in that one. Like huge. That's just a lot of fun to work with really. Can't wait. I like that you guys are able to play with different genres and different elements within the same story. Yeah. And it just, and it flows and it doesn't feel forced or anything. It's. It was funny. Cause I was on a show the other day and it, um, it's a there. I think they're, they're airing it this weekend and uh, they do a, a podcast and it's a sci-fi podcast. Ooh. And uh, I was just talking with the guy cause uh, actually I think he might've asked some questions or at least he talked to me, but um, his, his name's Aaron Poe, and he he does an amazing podcast, uh, the podcast from below. Check it out, guys. His stuff is really awesome. He also has a sci-fi one. I'll look it up for you guys. Awesome dude. But he um, he uh, he was talking to me all about the uh, the the ramifications of it and whatnot. And he's like, and I ended up saying like, should I be on the sci-fi show? And he said, oh, this is definitely sci-fi. Yeah, and I'm I- like. I just, I don't know. It's so funny. Like, I feel like we can be on so many different genre shows because we do span a lot. Like even um, in episode 10, episode 10 ends up being very action heavy. Yeah. And 
So yeah, there there's some new shows that we would be able to to show that one on. So there, yeah, we really do play with a lot of stuff, and hopefully without making it feel like we pigeonholed it into that at any point right. or wedged it in. Yeah, it's just naturally evolved into each of those as we've been writing. So it's yeah. a, it just it it just sounds like it's just very fun to write too because you can jump into these different genres even whether they were planned or not but it just happens like organically but it's seems like a lot of fun yeah hey speaking of fun um, we can come back to the Suzanne's stuff there but the uh, the one moment that was fun was the Maggie Simpson moment ooh we didn't talk about that. I think yes. we should talk about that before we forget. That's my favorite moment. Like I, when I wrote that, I was just like, that's the, the schemer in me. And um, for me that it's funny, it's Maggie Simpson, but that was when I was, you know, I was talking earlier um, about how the two of us had tried to play with other movies and whatnot. And um in this one, my the movie that I wanted to play with a little bit was uh, Return of the Jedi. And so where she shows off the watch and shows that it's Maggie Simpson, that was kind of the little, like, the nod between all the characters and, and you know, the lightsaber popping up on R2-D2. Like, that was kind of the moment there where I was like, don't worry, I remember what happened. And so, yeah. That was no, well done. Thanks. That was, yeah, that was, that was definitely, and it's so funny because it's like, it's two lines, but out of like the, the like 4,000 words that are in there, those two lines were probably my favorite because it just, it, to me, it really kind of, um, it gave up so much information without telling you a thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was fun. And it opened up a bunch of questions. Yeah. Which we like. <laughs> yeah, like where was she? like what happened? Where was she in the middle of that? And we're not gonna find out for next season, perhaps. Probably. We might. We might get some of that information in ten. Okay. I I think we'd like to drop a little bit of that, but yeah, I, I don't see you getting her full story this season at all. I would like to see. I would like to know. But we'll find out. You'll no, know. I love that moment. It's just like it connects right back and it's just it's a good Simpsons moment. Simpsons. <laughs> we have a question from Suzanne here. If there's an entire museum devoted to the essence phenomenon, does this mean it's more widespread and there could be other families out there like the Edmonds? That's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say it's it's plausible. Yeah. So, since we're talking about the Edmonds, let's go to a question from Kyron here. It says, he says, I'm starting to get the feeling that the Edmonds aren't from this timeline. Like maybe the family came from a different time in the future and settled in this part of the time. Like time fugitives or something. Grandpa has missions for the boys to ensure time proceeds in a certain manner. This could mean Grandpa has access to knowledge of the future, either via time travel or he grew up there. Kind of like a more of a comment. I love 
Kyren so much. Yeah. And his questions really tell that he's listening. Like he he's he's brought up a lot of stuff and I'm like some of them have there's been some things that he said that it's been really close like I'm like dude he's almost there and then there's other things he said where I'm like I almost want to do that like we should have a discussion and maybe, you know can we twist things a little bit <laughs> so that's uh I mean obviously that's a discussion for season two I'm like but um did he hit me? Did he hit any chords there? <laughs> I should have been paying, should have been looking at you guys better as I was reading it. Oh, girl, I'm the poker player. If you get something good on you, you earned it. <laughs> and I just smile like an idiot all the time. So, so are they from a different timeline? What's the timeline? Oh, 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 you're so good. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Kyron's. Oh wait, let's see. We got. Uh, oh, we could go back to this one. This is a good one from Suzanne. Um, this is something she said she just might have missed along the way. But at the end of the first chapter, Tim notices that the shopkeeper had received a message from somebody called EGB. Was it revealed who this is? Yeah. So in was it the last episode or the episode before that? The end of the episode before last, right? Mm. We reveal that, yeah, because um, Barnabas gives them, Barnabas texts him to come to back to New York. Yeah. And in that moment, he signs it EGB. Yeah, so that was the end of episode six. Yeah, uh, so it was Essence Guard Barnabas, what it stands for. Next question, Kyron. So many people with the same birthday. If they all had come from the future, they couldn't use their original birthday, so why not give everyone a generic birthday? So he's on there from a different time. I I like that. So I love that that he's going there. Um to play devil's advocate to that one. Um wouldn't that feel obvious? A you find a random date if that was the case, right? Right. Like you pick a bunch of random dates, but also B, there literally was a baby born on the first, like just in, in like episode two. So episodes ago, yeah. 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 True. So there's some validity to it at least. Um, yeah. What is it with that birthday? You guys still haven't revealed anything. Maybe we never will. <laughs> I'm gonna go straight up lost on you. <laughs> you know what's funny? Yeah, right. Never say anything. <laughs> you know what's funny though? It's it's hilarious. I've gone back and I've watched some of the previous um after shows. And I remember being like, Oh, we're never gonna get the answer. And it's like, you have a lot of those answers now. Like, we did give you so many of those answers. So I mean, they're coming. And actually, I would say um Season one offers up a lot of answers. Season two, it's kind of one big answer, really. Yeah. It, 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 I would say from what we, we uh, have planned and whatnot, season two is more of one great big answer. I think it'll have a lot of more setups and reveals um, along the way 
all leading to one big thing. Mm -hmm. And I do have an idea how the birth date thing might end up being um, resolved, like how how it'll be learned. By the yeah, day. but it'll be quite a while. Oh, so you're not gonna tell us? You're just gonna say? Oh. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be terrible. Like, so this is how it happened. But don't worry, we're gonna write it into episode four of season two. <laughs> Actually, but you guys, you know now. That episode uh, ten, so <laughs> of season two. So it's gonna be a while. So we have a question from Dan. I'm suspicious of Uncle Rick, his reasons for wanting them away. There's a warning. He's up to something funky. I'm a bit confused as to where Tristan went when he disappeared, and also pondering and why they didn't arrive at the appropriate time. But it's obvious someone doesn't want to uh, uh, but it's obvious someone doesn't want them there because of a note at the end of chapter four. Uncle Rick, we'll have to see. Well, I mean, there is more to that moment that has already been seen as of, like, um, episode seven. Um, and maybe even more to come. Tease, tease, tease. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, obviously something is up with Rick. Yeah. You know, and that's just gotten bigger and bigger. And I would say... Can I tease this one, buddy? I, I trust you. Dude, episode nine. Straight up. I, I mean, that, that's all I have to say. Yep. You get so much Rick in episode nine. Yep. It, he really, it really fleshes him out a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's Rick's story. In a, in, 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 in a lot of regards, yeah. Or at least it's it's starring Rick. Yeah, a Rick heavy episode. I like it. It's a very, it's the, it's the Rickiest episode we've had yet. <laughs> okay. So you guys did something a little fun the other day on social media. Ooh, that yeah. was fun. We got, I would say, we probably got the most interaction to that that we've gotten to anything we've done. And yeah. Eric's been awesome. Because Eric's always, you know, he's, you know, we're we're both playing to our strengths. So Eric is really good at making up a lot of these social media posts and that kind of stuff. Whereas I'm a talking head, so I and I'm a whore, so I love to go on shows and and talk about it. So we each play to our strengths, and he decided, hey, um, let's see, you know, what your favorite time travel movie is, and that went up there, and that got an awful lot of engagement. Yeah, so um, the options were Back to the Future, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Hot Tub Time Machine, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Somewhere in Time, and Donnie Darko. I'm going to tell you guys the truth. I've never seen Somewhere in Time. Okay. I haven't either, but I've heard good things. I, it's one of my favorite movies, actually, of all time. Okay, I now I see I'm familiar with it because it's got Christopher mm -hmm. Reeve in it and Jane Seymour. So I remember that Wendy gave it a shout out too. She said it was a really good one. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. So which oh. one did you pick? So mine was definitely somewhere in time. 
<laughs> I so, chose Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Terminator 2 is such a good movie. Like, it, how is the second movie the greatest of all of them? Like, it's so good. Terminator, and I remember... That was the first movie where I, we had to, like, call a parent to come watch it with us because the theater wouldn't let us in. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. And all the other kids came into school the weekend after it came out and they're talking about it. And I'm just like, I want to see it. I wasn't, my dad wouldn't let me see it in the theater. I had to wait till video. I think I was like, like 11 or 12 when that movie came out. And so I think that came out like 91 or something. And my, my, my dad um, loved like science fiction movies and all that kind of stuff. He was way into that stuff. And he was just like, you, you need to watch this. And he said, you might not even be ready, but you just, you got to watch this. And I'm like, okay. And I mean, as soon as T-1000 like spikes through Auntie's throat, I was like, I'm not ready for this, but okay. (laughs) No, really good movie. But that scared the crap out of me. And so, yeah, I mean, that movie always did it for me even when I wasn't ready to watch it. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah, I think it's aged really well too. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's still even like, you're like, okay, special effects are way better, but it doesn't matter. Like that movie, it aged really well. It's still the best of that series. And there's like 30 movies now. Did you see the newest one, like Terminator 40 or whatever? I haven't seen it yet. No, I like to, I haven't yet. Yeah, Linda Carter, Linda Carter, Linda Hamilton returns, and so it's fun to see her back. You yeah. know, I think that's the best part of it. I love the TV show. Yes, I need to I talk about that before. Yeah, it's been a while. I watched it when I was on television. Yeah, me too. I haven't seen it since, but it was really good. Yeah, I, but I, um, my pick was Donnie Darko, ooh. and I love Donnie Darko because I feel. I love it anyways. Like, it's just a really cool movie. Uh, but also, it kind of plays a lot with how we've sort of played with time travel. Mm-hmm. And it, they have a lot of uh, similar sentimentalities as far as um, what happened happened kind of deal. And so uh, that was and, – and it's just – it's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's just – it's a really solid movie all the way through. Even when you don't know that it's a time travel movie, it was just really cool. Um, and it just had that awesome twist at the end. So, Yeah, that was a great movie. Uh, I think I think I watched it once because I think it depressed me, and I don't like movies that depress me. Yeah, it'll do that, but yeah. then it'll, yeah. it'll also make you go listen to the song Mad World been- over and over and over again. I listen to Mad World and like I was like I want to drive around the city when it's all empty and listen to like Mad World. <laughs> so the results of the poll, um, Back to the Future, like overwhelmingly won, which I expected that. I almost chose that because that was like one of my favorite movies. I mean, of all those movies, that's like the most fun. Like it's probably the one you could toss in any time and just okay. have. I just had it. I had just watched it with my son like a couple weeks ago. He saw it for the first time. Oh, does he like oh, it? it? Yeah, that's awesome. I haven't shown him the other two yet, but we'll get to them. Yeah, uh, they're so good. So that one, fifty-one votes between all the posts, all the so, sharing and stuff. Dude, so that's like the overwhelming. Yeah, like, yeah Terminator Two got thirteen. So 
Terminator. Bill and Ted got twelve, so there's a lot of Bill and Ted love. I like Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah, they're great, and the I'm excited for the third one. So, um, yeah, then Donnie Darko was fourth, and then Somewhere in Time was number five, and then Hot Tub Time Machine was number four. I like Hot Tub Time Machine though. It's hilarious. I just felt like it couldn't win the vote for me. No. But it's one of my favorite time travel comedies. Yeah. There was some good ones that people um, threw in, though, like that they mentioned them. So Time yeah. Bandits got mentioned a bunch. Yeah. What did? Um, Endgame got mentioned, which I like completely. Yeah. Of course, it's huge. In a lot of ways, it's a massive time travel movie. Yeah. So that got thrown in there. There was a couple others, weren't there? Yeah, I think uh, Looper. I think was one that's amazing. Dude, I loved Looper. I didn't like Looper because of the Looper. handy thing going on that grossed me out so bad I couldn't watch it. After. I was like, no, and 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 Joseph Gordon-Levitt looked weird as <laughs> as a as a what's his nuts as what's his nuts as Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, yes. <laughs> I, I, I honestly loved it. I loved his transformation. I loved the way. Um, he kind of changed the uh, affectations of his voice and and his mannerisms and whatnot. Um, I, yeah, that that one was a, a a winner for me. Time Cop. Oh yeah, Time Cop was mentioned. I love Time Cop. Love John Claude Van Damme. I don't think I saw that one. You haven't seen Time Cop? John Claude kind of fell off for me after a while. Like, yeah. There was a point where I'm like, I've seen all of his movies. This is a new one. I've seen all of his movies. Yeah. I would do a new one. Watch them. Oh my god! I'm such a, I would be like, yes, a new Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Tease it or don't tease it. Oh, we'll tease it. We teased it a little bit, but Eric, this one's your baby. Actually, I'm gonna do a mini tease before his tease. And my mini tease is is that the weird thing about Nine is is that it was written and finished before Eight. Wow. Um, I had already been working on eight and I was partway into it. And I will tell you as a fan, I am also a fan of this show because um, when Eric writes it, I don't hundred percent know what's going on. And I will tell you that eight is only a good episode because I listened to nine and was blown the F away and went, I got to bring my a game if I'm going to come even close to matching that stuff over there. So if, if you loved eight, it's cause nine in my mind was so good that I had to work my way up to that. So that's my teaser. I appreciate that too. It's a true story. Honestly. Yeah. Um, so I don't really like, so nine, like we talked about nine gets into Gets a little rickier than previous episodes. <laughs> um, it really it reveals a lot of uh, what's up with Rick, to be honest. Um, and also touching on some other important aspects of the, um, the Emmett family and um, even the Essence Guard. Um, you do learn who was the head of the Essence Guard before Barnabas. Um, and you meet... Edmonds that haven't had scenes yet. So that's as much as I'll say. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I'm you guys, are, honestly, 
I had a blast with that one. You guys are really going to have a good time with it. And it does up the horror. And like, I had a man just, I, so I listened to it again yesterday and listening to like the, the sound effects in the, towards the end. Um, I mean, throughout, I think I did a good job, but the ending, like it's, it's haunting. Like it's chilling. Ooh. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm like, you guys are like on fire right now. And then the season's over. <laughs> it's just starting to get good. I can finally start to sleep again. Uh, <laughs> sure, who needs sleep? I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> shall we? Let's shall. Thank you for joining us for episode eight of the Essence House After Show. Thank you. Thanks. We had fun. Yeah, good times. <laughs>